Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of temporal mandibular disorders found under the ENT section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 31-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for facial pain. Her pain is dull-like and worsens with mastication or fingernail biting. The pain begins at the jaw and radiates to the ear. Physical exam is notable for tenderness to palpation of the temporal mandibular joint along with a knocking sound when the jaw is opened. Let's continue with an introduction to temporal mandibular disorders. As a general overview, this refers to a group of conditions that lead to abnormalities of the muscular and or articular parts of the temporal mandibular joint. Conditions that are associated include other chronic pain disorders such as migraine, fibromyalgias, and myofascial pain syndrome. In terms of the demographics, this is more common in women and the greatest risk is between 18 and 44 years of age. Risk factors include rheumatoid arthritis, trauma, and parafunctional chewing habits such as fingernail biting, jaw clenching or bruxism, and wind instrument playing. In terms of the pathophysiology, the mechanism of injury may include joint trauma or poor head and cervical posture. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include facial pain that is typically unilateral and dull-like. It may worsen with jaw motion, and the pain can radiate to the ear, temporal region, mandible, or posterior neck. Other symptoms include a headache, which may present as ear or preauricular pain that radiates to the jaw, temple, or neck, as well as neck pain. On exam, one may note facial or jaw tenderness, limited mouth opening, and temporal mandibular joint noises with use. In terms of further imaging, radiography is indicated when there is suspicion for articular disc derangement, arthropathy, or malignancy. Also remember that CT and or MRI is used if radiography is abnormal or if there is severe pain on exam, cranial nerve involvement, or previous surgery in the temporal mandibular joint. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about trigeminal neuralgia, with differentiating factors being that this pain is described as paroxysmal and severe stabbing pain. In terms of treatment, conservative and lifestyle options include avoiding triggers. This is indicated as initial management. Specifically, patients are counseled to adjust their head posture, sleeping position, and parafunctional oral behaviors such as pen chewing. Medical and pharmacologic options include non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, This is indicated as the initial pharmacological therapy for pain management. Another option is muscle relaxants. These are indicated with pain upon palpation of the mastication muscles. Complications related to temporal mandibular disorders include headache and jaw deformity and dysfunction. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that most patients are responsive to treatment and a small percentage of patients develop chronic temporal mandibular joint pain. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to temporal mandibular disorders, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 33-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician complaining of right jaw pain for the last three weeks. She first noticed it while eating a steak dinner, but generally feels that it is worse in the morning. She describes the pain as deep and dull, with occasional radiation to the ear and the back of her neck. She denies any incidence of jaw locking. 
The patient also states that her husband has noticed her grinding her teeth in her sleep in the last several months. She has a past medical history of depression, for which she takes fluoxetine, and carpal tunnel syndrome, for which she uses a wrist brace. The patient works as a secretary. Her father passed away from coronary artery disease at the age of 54, and her mother has rheumatoid arthritis. At this visit, her temperature is 98.5 degrees Fahrenheit, or 36.9 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 135 over 81, pulse is 70 beats per minute, and respirations are 14 breaths per minute. On exam, there is no overlying skin change on the face, but there is mild tenderness to palpation at the angle of the mandible on the right. Opening and closing of the jaw results in a slight clicking sound. The remainder of the exam is unremarkable. Which of the following is the best next step in management? And the answer choices are, choice one, nighttime bite guard. Choice two, plain radiograph of the jaw. Choice three, MRI of the brain. Choice four, surgical intervention. Or choice five, electrocardiogram. The best answer to this question is, choice one, nighttime bite guard. This patient has jaw pain that is worse in the morning, nighttime bruxism, and jaw clicking on exam, most consistent with temporomandibular joint dysfunction. The best next step in management is use of a nighttime bite guard. TMJ is a common cause of jaw pain, especially in women. Dull, deep pain that is worse on chewing and in the mornings, as well as radiation to the periorbital area or back of the neck is highly suggestive of TMJ. Patients may also have decreased range of jaw opening. Nighttime bite guard is the first-line treatment for TMJ. With imaging and surgery reserved only for refractory cases that fail conservative management. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Plain radiograph of the jaw is typically reserved for patients who have jaw pain that does not respond to a nighttime bite guard. It may identify articular degeneration or bony tumors, but it is not indicated for uncomplicated TMJ. Choice 3. MRI of the brain can be helpful for diagnosing conditions such as multiple sclerosis, which would appear as white matter demyelinating lesions. Bilateral trigeminal neuralgia can be a clue for MS in a young female, but this would present with sharp, transient pains rather than the dull ache this patient describes. Choice 4. Surgical intervention such as arthrocentesis or reconstructive procedures are reserved for TMJ that is refractory to conservative management and is felt to be due to structural pathology. It would be inappropriate to operate on this patient without first trying a nighttime bite guard. Choice 5. ECG would be useful if acute coronary syndrome were suspected in this patient. Although ACS could cause jaw pain and often presents atypically in women, and she does have a family history of early myocardial infarction, this patient's more chronic symptoms and physical exam suggest TMJ instead. Finally, a bullet summary. Nighttime bite guard is the first-line therapy for TMJ, with surgery indicated only if symptoms are refractory. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 24-year-old woman presents to the emergency department with a severe headache. She states it is 10 out of 10 in intensity and states that it is associated with chewing. She describes it as a dull pain over the sides of her head. The patient is otherwise healthy and is not currently taking any medications. Her temperature is 97 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.4 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 111 over 74. Pulse is 83 beats per minute. Respirations are 13 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Physical exam is notable for pain and tenderness 
over the mandibular and temporal region that is worsened when the patient opens and closes their mouth. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Migraine headache Choice 2. Subarachnoid hemorrhage Choice 3. Temporal arteritis Choice 4. Temporal mandibular joint dysfunction Or Choice 5. Tension headache The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Temporal mandibular joint dysfunction This patient is presenting with a headache and bilateral temporal and jaw pain and tenderness when opening and closing her mouth, suggesting a diagnosis of temporal mandibular joint dysfunction. Temporal mandibular joint dysfunction presents with jaw pain that is worsened with jaw use, such as chewing. This pain may present as a headache, ear pain, and musculoskeletal pain localized to the temple or jaw. Physical exam may demonstrate joint clicking or locking and jaw pain with opening and closing of the jaw. TMJ may resolve on its own, but other treatments include physical therapy, NSAIDs, and avoidance of exacerbating factors such as bruxism or chewing hard foods. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Migraine headache presents in a young woman with a pulsatile headache, possible visual auras, nausea, vomiting, and possibly photo or phonophobia. Treatment involves NSAIDs, metoclopramide, and triptans. Choice 2. Subarachnoid hemorrhage presents with a thunderclap headache, typically in a higher-risk patient, such as an elderly patient with hypertension or on blood thinners. A head CT should be performed immediately, followed by neurosurgical evaluation for repair of the ruptured vessel if indicated. A lumbar puncture can confirm the diagnosis. Choice 3. Temporal arteritis presents with temporal pain and ipsilateral blurry vision, typically in an older patient. The ESR or CRP will be elevated, and the patient should promptly be given high-dose steroids, followed by a temporal artery biopsy to confirm the diagnosis. The patient's chronic symptoms and clear and reproducible symptoms with opening and closing the jaw make TMJ more likely. Choice 5. Tension headache presents with a band-like, low-grade headache that can be treated with NSAIDs. Finally, a bullet summary. TMJ presents with jaw pain and a headache, as well as pain or tenderness when opening and closing the jaw. That's all for this review about temporal mandibular disorders. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.